Patrice, are you ready for an episode full of queens? Oh, you bet I am. But who are we talking about? Not about, but with. Get ready for a little etc. etc. and Maxi Shield. Oh, I can't wait. So stay tuned. You do not want to miss out. Forever. Dog. Manila. Don't be bitter, bitch. Just make them eat it, honey. (laughs) Welcome to the chop with Latrice in Manila. Who's on top? And who gets the chop? Let's chop it up. Okay, okay. Now, Uh the show this week is a little bit different because we get to chat with some of our Aussie queen sisters who happen to have just been eliminated from Drag Race Down Under. So, all the way from Australia, via this internet connection. (laughs) (laughs) It's a stunningly gorgeous, et cetera, et cetera. Hi, good morning, good evening, good night. Hello, how are we? Darling, we're we're fabulous, but not as fabulous as you. You look very, very lovely for 6 a.m. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh, I woke up and I put on some lip gloss and I said, that will do. That will do this morning. That's all you need. That's all you yes. need. You got all that lovely skin, darling. You don't need nothing, honey. Just a little gloss. <laughs> a little gloss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are you okay. doing? How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling good. I mean, no one really tells you how refreshing it is to get eliminated from a reality TV show. Oh, but baby. you feel like you've got... The weight is lifted. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then you can start, you know, talking to people and telling your story. And people are like, oh, I loved you on the show. Which they never tell you when you're on the show. They only mm. tell you how much they hate you when you're there. Yes, and correct. then when you get off, they go, actually, I liked you on the show. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's been a week of, like the nicest messages and um, so much love and support. So yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Well, let's, let's rewind, rewind to your entrance. So mm. you were dressed as a, a bug. Yeah. As a cockroach, as a big old, <laughs> as a big old roach. Uh-huh. <laughs> why, why, what, what is the significance of a cockroach to you, et cetera, et cetera? Like what, what is it about a cockroach that makes you be like, I need to dress up like this as my entrance look. <laughs> Well, when I started drag, um, I started drag in Sydney in a place called the Inner West, which is kind of like Brooklyn or maybe like Silver Lake in like the States. It's a bit more okay. alternative, a bit more grungy. And I used to dress up as this giant cockroach when I was starting drag and do this really kind of like freaky, arty, weird, kooky kind of stuff. And um, I wanted to, I wanted it to be a kind of an inside joke between me and my friends when I walked, um, walked up uh, to the Drag Race set and be like, I'm still that filthy, weird bug, but I've glowed up a little bit. Uh-huh, I, um, <laughs> uh-huh. I've shown the outfit. Because at the end of the day, like I started drag like three, four years ago. Like I'm a newer, I'm a newer queen. It's something that I wanted to be like, I'm still on my road of, of um, discovery and yes. I'm still a, bit of a filthy little creature and I'm I'm um I'm not ashamed of my drag roots, you know. Yes. Well, that's 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 what it's about, being grounded and knowing who you are. And besides, when the world ends, you know, you 
And Twinkies. Just me. Just me. Uh, <laughs> you, you as a cockroach, Twinkies, and Cher. That's it. That's, That's all it. you need. That's, That's it. it. That's all it. That will be left. Yeah. And you can repopulate just... the earth. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Single handedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fabulous. I love a theme. I'm a theme queen myself, so I love a little theme outfit. Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to walk into cockroach, uh, if you're not going to walk into drag race as a cockroach, then what are you doing, really? You're not in yeah. drag. Yeah, no, exactly. not barely. Walk no. in with a gimmick, you know? Walk in with something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, did you know any of the other girls when you walked into the workroom? I had met every single one of them except for Electra. She was the only one oh. I hadn't met in person before. I mean, Australia is oh. a pretty small drag scene, um, and we even get to meet a lot of the New Zealand queens. So I'd worked, oh. with, I'd okay. worked with pretty much all of them, and... Um, for my job, like I manage, I manage a nightclub in, in Sydney. So um, I, I booked like a bunch of them as well to like perform at my club. So it's kind of like we, were, we all know each other. So when we walked in, we were like, oh, yeah, I know everything about you. I know all the costumes you wear, all the numbers you do. And oh, really was. Mm-hmm. We all had insider knowledge, which made the competition a little bit more interesting because when people were pulling things out of their bags, I was like, oh, I know that costume. Oh, I know oh. that outfit. I know mm-hmm. what's going on here. So it was, it was, it was interesting. Oh, cool. So you like you, so you kind of like were already sizing up your competition. Did you know like anyone before you were going to the competition? Did you have an idea that anyone was going to show up, or were you expecting yeah, some of these look, queens? There were, there were strong whispers. There were heavy whispers, and I think everyone that was on was doing a little bit of um. Oh no, girl! I'm just going away for a little bit of health and um, to be quiet. <laughs> yes, um, it's a incident that I'm leaving at this certain time, and I was like, I've got the same itinerary as you, bitch. I know where yeah, we're going. The same. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. That's how we do it, though. We how we do it. Mm. I, um, what I want to know is like, so where were you when you got the call? Like how, like. Where were you when you got the call that you were actually going to be on the show? Uh, I was at my at my desk at work, you know, um, d- d- processing invoices, sending emails, and I got this. Uh, I got this number, and I was like, "Hmm, this looks like a number I should pick up." I picked it up, and then they were like, "Yeah, you've made it on Drag Race." I remember just like in the office, like falling down and being like. And all my coworkers were like, what, what go- what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, oh, nothing, nothing. Like, I just got to call them out the news and it's fine. It's nothing. It's nothing. Anyway, I need to go home very, very suddenly for no reason at all and start packing my suitcase. <laughs> There's a cockroach infest- uh, infestation at my house. I gotta attend to real quick. Oh, that is good. That All right. Good. What, what were the COVID pr- protections or COVID things like for the whole? Because uh, like you went to you went to New Zealand to film. Yeah, it was a bit crazy. Like we had to self isolate for for 14 days when we arrived uh, in like uh, when we arrived we were like put into. Uh, army regulated facility where they had like armed guards like watching us for two weeks they're very oh strict God. about their like biosecurity wow. so we got there and then we were locked in a hotel room with all of our stuff for two weeks before we even set foot there and obviously you can't really do too much in quarantine i was just sitting there like stoning stuff but it was still like you couldn't contact anyone in the outside world and you were just sitting there with your thoughts and your costumes for two weeks being like 
should I have done that or should I have done that or maybe Wait, they didn't even they took away your phones right away. Oh, we didn't. Have, we didn't. They didn't take them away, but we couldn't really contact anyone. Right, it was right. like no one was meant to know that we were there, and it was right. like um, everyone was messaging us, being like, "Where are you? Where are you? Where are you?" And we, ah, I was like, "Okay." I was like, "I've got to kind of disappear now because otherwise, it's really hard to um, just be like, oh, yeah, I'm on a holiday when you're stuck in a hotel room and can't post any photos of where no you photos, are.' No photos, right? <laughs> it's very suspicious. Yeah, yeah." yeah. Well, well, the, the well, the fact that you even can could respond should throw them off the the trail. That you know, because everyone knows you gotta give them your phone. So if you were responding, then they could, you know, it can easily be argued that you were not on the show. Well, but, look, it was it's such a small drag scene. The, the minute anyone stops doing their weekly gigs, I remember they changed like, oh, over. Sh- they changed over like my two weekly gig posters, and instantly people were like, "She's on, she's on." <laughs> the Reddit, ah, the Reddit thread. She's on, she's yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, kind of makes you wish that they'd just be like, "Look, I'm going on." Like, let, can I just just tell everyone right now? <laughs> I know. Can, like, wouldn't I know. that just Let's make everything easier? <laughs> yeah. Tell them I'm going on MasterChef instead. I should have announced that. I'm off to do a cooking show. I'll be gone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, you had a very prominent moment talking with Scarlett Adams about mm-hmm. the racism and the blackface and all that. Uh, what led you to being the one behind uh, the main conversation? So well spoken, by the way. And I just have mm-hmm. to tell you, like, you you were just so eloquent in the way you delivered and spoke. But what, what led to that? Uh, look, I have... I come from a very diverse drag community. All of my um, brothers and sisters and siblings that I do drag with here come from a million and one backgrounds. But the thing that we all share is, I suppose, adversity when we started coming into the drag scene. Like I have so many trans siblings that I do drag with and so many Indigenous drag queens that I work with and drag queens of colour and, and, and AFAB drag queens, just a million different stories. And I think, I think going into Drag Race, um, telling my story and listening to the things that Scarlett was saying, I was like, if I was in a room full of my peers right now, we would be having a robust discussion of the politics of this, you know? And looking around the room, I was like, Coco and Jojo aren't here anymore. Someone needs, to, someone needs to step up and speak, you know, and speak on their behalf and say, this isn't right, you know, speak up as an ally. And I wanted to be able to be that person in the room because no one else at that point was speaking up. And I just didn't want Scarlett to say her piece and then kind of get left hanging in the air. I thought it was important yeah. to at least give an opinion and to provide a provide a viewpoint for the people at home that might be like, mm, I'm not too sure about this. This doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like it's something that should just be like let go by everyone mm-hmm. else in the room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that was a, a very, I think it was one of like the bravest conversations we've had on, on any of the, franchise of the show in a very long time so thank yeah. you so much for for speaking with such eloquence you know being woke giving a perspective from a young person um you know i know like a lot of a lot of stuff like uh, over the years of the show a lot of things that we do as drag queens you know like fall out of you know like it becomes not pc to do anymore you know what i mean like a lot of a lot of the original puns from the show we we have changed it up since to be more inclusive and more understanding of 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 changing society so thank you for keeping us on the the path forward darling 
Well, it's all learning. It's, it's, it's all learning and everyone has to learn. Like I'm learning every single day. Like I see things online and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't do that or I shouldn't say that or I should act in a different way. And so I think like shows like Drag Race are so important because, you know, it's a platform that can educate people. People yes. can watch it, they can learn from it. Absolutely. And the conversations that are being had on it should be those that are constructive and moving people forward. Mm-hmm. Oh. Can we Thank clone you. you? Can we just clone you? Yes. Oh my More God. for everyone. Yes. <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. so young too. Like, what are you, 22, 23? 23, yeah. Yeah. So this is so... Um, promising that you're so woke and you're vocal and using your platform to educate and um bring people awareness that uh education and knowledge is important especially moving forward um because we have to be on this planet and learn how to treat each other um Mm -hmm. and and hold ourselves accountable for our actions and and to be able to like learn from our mistakes and move forward um um, coming from a place of love, and we love that. But my question is to you, et cetera, et cetera. How small was that workroom? Because <laughs> y'all look like y'all were on top of each other the whole well, I time. Squoles, I said squoles, honey, just squoles, honey. Well, you know, if you've if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings, it was definitely like that. It was hobbit sized. It was a hobbit sized New Zealand workroom. It was a little bit smaller than the rest. But we we were fine with it. You know, everything else is bigger down under, so we just had to deal with the small. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. <laughs> but was but was it hard to talk shit about Electra Shock when she was literally yeah. like a foot away? <laughs> like, no, well, see, this is the thing about Australian girls. We love talking shit about other girls, and it's even better if it's in the in the same room. And when Karen said that I was the shadiest queen in the competition, like I understood where she was coming from, but I still maintain that I was honest because I read these bitches to their faces and I didn't just read them in confessional and then not say it to their face. And I, think, um, I think it's important. I was, bolder. I, love I, was, that. I was, I was, I was straight up to Electra's face from day one and Electra and I are fine. Like, and it's so funny. Like everyone watching the show is like, Oh, you two hate each other. You two hate each other. It's like, Oh, darling, don't read too much into it. I criticized some of her outfits and she had some clapbacks and now we're fine. Like, um, That's it was it. such a, it was such a nice moment to to have kind of like when that last episode where she, you know, thanked me for being so, um, you know, uh, woke and um, knowledgeable about social issues. And we had a nice moment there. And I think that mm-hmm. moment erased all of the tension between us. And it was um, it was so lovely to have that moment. And, you know, it's a sisterhood, traveling sisterhood of the crossdressers. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> On a very, very, t- in a very, very tiny workroom. <laughs> exactly. Squeezing. <laughs> Can we talk about your Snatch Game character, Lindy Chamberlain? Yeah, yes, absolutely. I was very entertained. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I found out the actual history of this lady. (laughs) Then I was like, oh, shit. Um, What made you come up with, like, what made you choose this? And how'd you come up with your character? And what was the reaction like? Um, from you doing this (laughs) a lot of people have been like wow that was a ballsy move and to be honest going back if I was to redo it I probably would have um would have stepped in a bit more lightly (laughs) into how I did the character but I was um I was doing it uh to parody Meryl Streep in the movie A Cry in the Dark and really kind of like 
look at how an Australian story was taken by Hollywood, turned into this big movie franchise, and all of a sudden we had Meryl Streep playing someone who'd been through this tragedy in, you know, a terrible wig with these little stumpy eyebrows and putting on, you know, a, a bad Australian accent to us Australians. And I really wanted to, like, look at that kind of, like, crazy cultural phenomenon around this line that everyone knows. Like, everyone knows the line that, you know, Dingo stole my baby. And so it's kind of like I wanted to present, um, put a lens on this cultural phenomenon that all Australians have grown up kind of talking about and looking at. It's kind of like our... Um, kind of like a strange cult thing here in Australia. Um, I understand it upset a lot of people and um, I, I, they're completely valid in being upset about it. But I think it's also important for to use drag to kind of examine things in our history and look at them and kind of start conversation about it. I think yes. the most important thing, a lot of people has, have reached out to me and said, I knew nothing about Lindy Chamberlain, but after you did her on the show, I researched her and found out about her story. And oh my God, it was so interesting to learn about what this woman went through and everything. And if I provided a little bit of visibility into this woman's story and got people talking about the justice system here in Australia and how this woman was held, you know, guilty for something she didn't do, I think that's a positive outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Like that's the best case scenario. Um, and like you said, you are bringing light and and awareness, and that is what we need because people are so in the dark and just uh -huh. ignorant. They're so in the dark and in their their own ways of thinking and beliefs, and it's just like let's break out of this tunnel vision and walk into the light so you can wake up, bitches, wake up. Mm -hmm. um, do we need to take a little break and come right back? Yes, let's do that. And we can find out about your girl group challenge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's some tea there. We'll be right back. And we're back on the chop with etc. etc. Hello, I've been chopped. I've been chopped all up. I've been uh, thin sliced. <laughs> thinly sliced, I live. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about your the girl group challenge, darling. You yeah, were in yeah. the outback fake hose. Um, is this your first time recording music? Because I know that you've now made some music since. Uh, was yes. this the first time recording and, and being in a girl group? Um, my first time being in a girl group. Uh, I, I like recorded bits and pieces before, but I think the most similar thing is here in Australia, we all do like production shows as part of uh, our staple, like working uh -huh. in drag. Like we do four, five girl shows all the time. So, I mean, we, we got, we had the, um, we had the, Corey part down we knew how we were going to work in a group but um having to lip sync to our own lyrics is actually a little bit harder it's than hard. all of us know, yeah <laughs> yeah when you get them you know uh you know a few hours before you start the challenge and you're like what did i even say and you have to lip sync back <laughs> <laughs> like what did I even write? What, 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 did I what lyrics write did down? I write? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, know. I hate my voice, and now I'm having to listen back to it. And here we go. God. <laughs> now you um, were <laughs> the what well, you decide like the secret backseat choreographer of. <laughs> uh -huh. There's got to be one. There's got to. There's got to be one. Every other challenge. 
some of them think they know what they're doing and puts in their two cents. And I was like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, it turned out great. So whatever backseat choreography team captaining you were doing actually might have worked it because your yeah. your group was sickening. Well, yeah, I think there was a lot more tension, obviously, as it looked on the episode than there was, um, because like we all work so cohesively and like Coco and Anita put in their input as well. Um, and we all like kind of gave it our own flavor, if that makes sense. Got to like put mm. it all in and a mix and pop yeah. together. Um, and we we were so proud of our group. Like I remember after we did it, we walked off and we were like, that was so good. We served so hard and we we're all so happy with it. And to us, it was a shock that when when they were like, Coco, you did the worst. We were like, what? Because we thought Coco was so, like, so good. So good. So good in that challenge. We just thought we were, we thought that it was going to be judged on teams. And we thought we were just going to shit all over the other team and knock them out of the park. We were so confident. And well, I you, think, did, um, you did. I, I, you I did. I will disagree with the judges on the call for Coco being in the bottom because I yeah. thought she was wonderful i couldn't keep my eyes off of her and i think that they used the um the the struggle in the recording session as the excuse to put her in the bottom but like you yeah. know like i i feel like when you go onto like that kind of show like no one really no one that's watching wants to see you go up there and like s- like slay it on the first try it's really all about like the awkward moments that you get when you're trying to do something that you've never done before and it in the end, it all came out and it was a, a cohesive song. It was a great girl group and you guys turned it. So I, I still disagree with that outcome. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was so much fun to do. And it was the first time I think we all had fun on the show. Because the first few episodes were like, shit, we're here. Like we have to like amp ourselves up and walk out on the runway. And oh my God, this is so scary. And like, what are we even doing? And then getting to perform like that and actually like be on stage and perform as, you know, drag queens was like we were like oh we're here we're here this is like a moment mm-hmm. what, what was your uh favorite thing about seeing yourself on television um i think it, i think it was the moments where i i probably let my guard down and i was being um i was being genuinely myself uh i, I really appreciated i think watching how the producers picked parts of my personality that are like positive you know because there were parts of me that were shown on the show that I was like I've never seen that side of me before I've never seen myself act that way or be be like that and it was nice to just for once get someone else's perspective of me it's it's like it's a real experience that I don't think many people will get the opportunity to have is like be like here is you but seen through someone else's eyes lens Um, uh uh-huh yeah good 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 opportunity for self-reflection and like how am I gonna grow from this or how am I gonna like look at the way I, I work or do my drag. Um, yeah, really interesting. Also, I realized that I'm probably, I probably should give myself a lot more credit for like how beautiful I am. Oh, yes, gorgeous. <laughs> for Sick. sure. Sickening. You for sure. And you're like, you're like, actually, sometimes I do look good. You bitch, ah! you're stunning. Yes, stunning. you're stunning the whole time. I didn't realize how much more gorgeous I thought I was. Yes, that's good. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> what is your least thing, what's your least favorite thing about seeing yourself on television? Um, I am such a micromanager and I am such like a control freak and you can see it through the entire season. Every time something happens that I don't have control over, I'm like, 
how am I going to deal with this? Um, and I think it just comes from day in, day out. Like I work with drag queens. I put together shows. I like control everything at my home venue. And then walking in there, I was like, oh, I'm not, I, nope, we're not at home not anymore. The, you're not the control panel, baby. Exactly. Nope. So I actually think I learned how to like, by the time that I went home, I was like getting rid of that. I was like, oh, I'm, I actually realized that I can't, I can't you control can let it. Go. You can let it go. You can let it go. Which is probably Good. the biggest thing I learned from the show. So important too, because baby, that's the stress you do not need. It's just added. Yeah, and it don't absolutely. matter in that yeah. the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Let's uh, talk about your looks now, girl. Baby. Because you came in with some looks. We talked about your entrance look being a cockroach. But what we have so many fierce looks from you this season. What was your one of what your, was one of your, your favorite? favorite? Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably my, my favorite across the board was my born naked look. The first look that I did on the show, um, because it was just such a personal, personal story for me. And it was something that I'd wanted to execute for a while. This idea of like kind of broken androgyny, like androgyny shown so often in media as this super, super beautiful, like clean, fresh thing. And I wanted to be like, as a non-binary trans person, sometimes my androgyny or the way I present with my gender is a bit more painful. It is a bit more battered and bruised. And my gender isn't as like clean and fresh as like, you know, uh, Tilda Swinton and, you know, looking beautiful and like um, cold and fresh. I, I just wanted to present something that was a bit more, a bit more, um, a confronting view of like how I viewed myself. And I think it was still really beautiful, um, but it was really striking. I was just happy with the execution of that one, I think. Fierce. I loved loved your under the sea look. I just love that big ass helmet. The dinky diving helmet. I love that as well. Girl, so good. (laughs) That's where I I took notice of your mug being so sickening. That's when I was like, Oh no, this bitch is stunning. Have you seen her face? Because everything else was just like so like it's I don't even like know how to utilitarian. It. Like utilitarian. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So uh, then, yeah, and then you have this gorgeous mug. mug. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. well, I yeah. Well I had I had I just had the uh, the face hole. <laughs> I just had the face right, so like, 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 <laughs> out of with my mug showing through. Yeah. Yes. You gotta paint extra hard because you gotta see it through that little yeah. tiny yeah. hole. All right. I exactly. took notice. I took <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, et cetera, et cetera, for being here. We have loved talking with you. We're so proud of you. Welcome to the sisterhood, honey. Oh, thank you so much. Like, it's so great to be part of it. It's just an opportunity that, like, if you asked me a year ago, hey, where do you think you're going to be in a year? I would have been coming out of COVID being like, I got nothing in my life. I ain't got nothing. (laughs) So it's such a journey to be like, go from all of my work disappearing to, like, being on a show like this. Um, And I'm just so grateful for, for being able to have these chats and to meet all of you gorgeous girls who are part of the wider, wider world of Drag Race. Such a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, thank you so much, et cetera, et cetera, for being here. No worries. Thank you for having me on. Um, thank you. Everyone. Where can we follow you, et cetera, et cetera? Please let us, our listeners, know what you're going, where we can find you, where we can keep up tabs on what you're doing next, darling. Oh, yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at et cetera, et cetera. That's the full word twice, E-T-C-E-T-E-R-A. And then you can find me on Twitter at Glamabug. And my website is glamabug.com. 
com if you want to grab some sneaky little roach merch you can mm, buy it maybe a Gross. maybe a bottle of piss maybe yes i have i have a piss coffee mug so you can oh. drink your coffee and it tastes just as good as the real thing <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna order that it's i'm gonna order two in case one breaks on sh- in shipping <laughs> And yes, definitely check out uh, your video flush now streaming. So um, I I love that. It was a great way to like, you know, go out with a bang, be like, here's my piss. Um, you you peed on that girl. You peed. You did that. <laughs> oh yeah. You Look, I'm that. I'm just a filthy, filthy, dirty, weird glamour bug, and I just want the world to know that I'm always happy to take the piss out of myself. <laughs> oh, and that you did. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here on the top, etc. We love you. And listeners, we'll be right back with Maxi Shields. And we're back. Manila, I think it's time to grab our breastplate because it's Ooh. time for some Maxi Shield, honey. Hello, ladies. Hello, Woo. darling. Hey, hon. <laughs> hey, Manila. You look gorgeous. You look. Oh, I'm not in the morning. Not in the morning. No, you Definitely look gorgeous right now. Oh my gosh, you look gorgeous. Maxi Shield is in full geesh. She just woke up like this. <laughs> oh yes, I just rolled over. <laughs> Welcome to the top, honey. I have been enjoying watching you all season. We both have. Mm-hmm. Really. You are such a, a shining beacon of happy sunshine i'm i'm so happy to speak to both of you because it's our, it's the first interview that i can talk to two people and they're like oh girl you understand ah, <laughs> that's we right know. the pains the woes the behind the scenes the yeah mm-hmm. we get it <laughs> sweet jesus sweet jesus there's no way to prepare for that is there no Mm-mm. no no matter what you can you can have friends who have done it before you but nothing can really prepare you for that experience it's so crazy than, uh, especially because i know that like we all like have been watching drag race for years now yeah. especially as a drag queen it's like this is our super bowl and so you think you know what you're going to get when you walk through those doors and then it's like a completely different monster mm-hmm. that no one can mm-hmm. even uh, entertain the idea of thinking. It's it's a monster. Oh, and, and, and when I watch TV shows, you know, I love me cooking shows. And, and I sort of think, <laughs> you know what? Would I do this? Would I do that? And I often think, no, no, no. It's a, it's a different monster. Once you're in there, you know, you can't. But fucking hell. Wowee. And I, I have to say, I did admit, I did pick Courtney Axe Brain. You know, uh, I knew I had to upsize it from Courtney, but um, <laughs> she's so skinny. Um, but the um, yeah, holy, holy good night, holy good night. But how are you doing now? That things of the dust are settling uh, from that. How, how are you doing? Well, I think the I was asked constantly because you know I was the mature age lady. Um, I like to call it the season chook. Yes. Um, 
So I, they, they, they kept saying, you know, is your experience going to help you? And I was like, no, 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 you know, I'm here to learn. But my experience on the outside has actually helped me in that, you know, the fans are very dedicated and mm, um, mm. my experience is, you know, just block a bitch. Uh, that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because nobody got time for that. Oh, yes. So I'm yeah. lucky I haven't had much, but, you know, I think my experience has helped me on the outside world a lot better right. than actually on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah because I know, like, a, a lot of... When you're new to it, it's because like being a drag queen is one thing, but like being a drag queen on television is completely different. And you have the whole world watching and a whole world commenting and giving you their opinions. So you have to be a on what they can't do. Yeah, and you, and you thought you were a strong queen for standing standing on the runway for two hours getting critiqued by Michelle Visage, but no, sitting there reading your uh, Twitter is a different story. <laughs> Freezing cold. I actually call a lot of them. They called fact checkers Mm. so they check the facts so everything you say you know if if it's slightly wrong or they think it's wrong they'll give you a fact check hold on no 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 i've I've googled that because i was sitting down having a coffee yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you were like i just came up with that in the the, on the top of my head while fucking standing around in heels for hours in a tiny little room with a bunch of other drag freezing a freezing drag room yes freezing I, we kept saying you know if the fat girls are cold it must be cold it's cold and you know <laughs> i i know that rue likes it are antarctica and i love it antarctica because we both sweat we're both sweating yes. and so i'd rather be cold and hot because my mood is not the same if i'm sweating <laughs> Well, I'm not pleasant. And true, and true, because, like, the thing is, like, when you're hot, like, you basically shut down. Like, I know that when I'm hot, yeah. I just have to stand yeah. there and not move so I don't I break talk. a sweat. So if I'm cold, I'm, like, freezing. I'm trying to, like, jump around, move around, and you get a lot more, like, energy and, like, excitement from people if they are freezing to death. <laughs> yes. But we've got to remember as well, Australia's hot is close to 40. Ah, yeah. 40 degrees, yeah, uh, centigrade. Yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's hot though. Bitch. That's hot. <laughs> so that cold was freezing for, yeah, uh, for us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> opposite ends of the spectrum for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so did you know any of the girls walking into the workroom? Um, I knew everyone but one. So Electra, the New Zealand queen. Um, I didn't know her. Uh, I had that seems to be the right answer. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera yeah. said. Okay. <laughs> We just try to keep your your story et cetera, straight. Et mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure nobody lying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, a lot. Um, Kida and Anita have a show called uh, House of Drag, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and um, so when we came in, all the other girls were like, "Oh yeah, we know Electra. We watched it on the show." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Fuck! I didn't watch that show when I was in quarantine." Oops. So I hadn't done my research. Oh, so. Well. They sort of knew Electra, but I, I hadn't seen her at all. But, you know, we became friends pretty quickly. You know what it is. It's that mm-hmm. pressure cooker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now who was yeah. who was your uh, big competition when you walked into that workroom? Um, uh, it sounds so tacky, but myself. Ah, I thought, you know what? That, mm-hmm. Because I, 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 I don't, like, you know when you get to a certain 
We can touch and agree, baby. Yes. <laughs> um, I just, I just like there was a while there that I'd look across and go, oh fuck, I need to keep up with these young girls. Right. But you know, I sort of went in. I thought, you know what, I have to do the best that I can. Um, and, 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 you know, that was my toughest competition. I thought just keep, keep getting my personal best, keep getting my personal best. That part, that part, I always say, you know, I don't have nothing to prove to anyone but myself. And that's the biggest challenge is to see how far you can push yourself outside your comfort zone. And that in itself, that you were in that workroom with them young little chicken heads. (laughs) (laughs) Et cetera is 22. 20 baby she you can be her her parent you, you I can be her grandparent I'm from the country <laughs> oh this is young damn yes. Whoa. That's that bogan realness Whoa. honey <laughs> <laughs> so she sort of comes into the workroom like a like a bumblebee yeah. and I was I was like fuck I need to take a run up for this challenge you know <laughs> have a couple of red bulls and a coffee and come on the old girls going yeah, yeah for um, sure you know, I, I love the, like, it's always, like, the new queens that, like, inspire me to, like, keep pushing myself. Because, you know, yeah. we've we've been doing this for a while. Like, how long have you been doing drag? Uh, 24 years. Oh, 60. <laughs> uh, uh, Joseph, our producer, just bleep that out for us. Just bleep that out. <laughs> it's okay. Not, 24 years. 24 yeah, years. It's okay. Proud. Loud and proud, yeah. honey. You know, and these bitches are trying to get there. Yeah. And yeah. you've worked your ass off for 24 years to get where you are, but then you get onto the show, which literally is like a jetpack. It like launches you to a yeah. different dimension. Yeah. So how mm-hmm. is that for you? Like everything that you've accumulated over these 24 years of doing drag, how was that like applying it to this one short burst of energy on the show? I think, I think, that sort of helped me in because I was before going in, I was doing like four or five gigs a week as well. Ah. So, you know, they would say you've got an hour and a half, two hours to get ready. And I was like, okay, well I can do this in 45 minutes. Okay. Throw this on. Come on. Um, I, I, uh, and small things. It was, you know, I took a couple of episodes to be a little bit more sort of, okay, I can do this. This is fine. This is fine. I can do this. And and like I think the design challenge, my um the bag dress that I made, I hadn't painted that until half an hour before. It was just that whole thing of, hold on, trust yourself. I can. What 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 what's missing here? What's it? And a lot of times, because you're in such a pressure cooker, you don't listen to that voice of hold on, what's missing here, or what do I need to do, or holding that tiny detail, that bloody black mm-hmm. bra. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I was like, normally it'd be like, okay, get on, bitch, get on the stage. But that tiny black bra, I'd noticed before I went on the on the runway, and I thought, oh shit, I should have probably coloured that in. That's and hard. yeah, and the critiques that you got, they weren't unreasonable, and everything that they said, you're like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm, see that. Mm-hmm. I see that. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think that sort of that sort of that stopping for the moment and go, hold on, details, sort of, I got, but obviously didn't get quite at the end. <laughs> hey, it happens to, it happened to me too on the makeover challenge, girl. <laughs> it just wasn't up to par, you know? So uh, I, I, I hear fucking you. Fucking makeover challenge. Mm-hmm. 
the makeover challenge. Ah! Well, let's talk. Let's right. talk about it then. Let's talk about it. You were the winner of the of the mini challenge. You were guest all those animals in them crotches, girl. So good for you. But you had the opportunity <laughs> to uh, stack the cards in your favor, girl. Uh, do you think that you did that, or were you being fair? Like how how did that go? You know what? I was strategic for myself. I knew that I had a dress that would fit someone my build, um, but that dress I could alter for taller or bigger. Um, and I'm not very good at doing makeup on other people. Well, so you did. I thought, yeah, you did. I was like, you did a great yeah, job because his face was mine. <laughs> I was a twin. Like, yes, that was. The- <laughs> He's he was born on the same day as me. What? That's how twinsy we were. What? Really? Yes, we share a birthday. They didn't put that on the show. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's crazy. It literally was like he sh- when you took that manscaped shaver and you Baby. took that to his face and you revealed that it was you. I gagged. <laughs> I gagged cuz like so funny. It was very interesting. I have to say, like, your conversation with him about, like, wearing the beard as almost like a as a mask, I think it was very interesting. Yeah. I thought that was so a, good. a yeah. really nice moment. And, like, don't don't you think that, like, in a way, like, putting on the drag makeup is almost kind of like a beard as well? At the start, definitely. At the start, it's... it's um, and then once you get through it, then you realise that, you know what, if I can do this with a full face of makeup and plastic tits on then I can do this as a boy as well. So, and it does that take was. a little bit of time, especially, especially, you know, I've always been a, a plus size lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 the, and that was why I wanted to touch on, um, uh, especially the beard and the gay community. When you find your tribe, whether or not, you know, it's drag or it's tweaks or, you know, muscle boys or the, or or the bear mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. it is, you know, it is just this refreshing you know, hold on, I've got my tribe. So yeah. to ask someone to take a beard off, which is so very important sometimes, I actually left that in his court. I said to him, I said, you know what? If you take the beard off, that's your decision. I said, but if you do not take the beard off, you're going to walk up there with the most fucking fabulous, glittered, flowered beard you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't want to make that decision for you because, you know, I don't know how you've got to this point in your life and it might be really important to you. And, you know, I'm not I'm not going to, it is a competition. I want to win the crown, you know, dollars. But, you know, I, I would take someone's, how they feel and, and their feelings first, foremost, above a competition. Well, you're better than me because I was literally putting like gorilla glue in my husband's hair so that he could fucking look as best as he could on the runway. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, but that's your husband. That doesn't count. That was your husband. That doesn't count. No, I I love that. I love the connection that you had with your rugby player, and it was really great to see. Um, So yeah, it did it did sting extra hard when you guys were in the bottom for sure. (laughs) And and walking down the down the runway, I sort of caught a glimpse of his face, and he was beaming. He was, he just loved it. He was out the back going, oh, nails, nails. I was like, settle down, bitch. <laughs> Save it for the runway, honey. But she did look, she looked really pretty, though. You did a mm-hmm, great job on the mug. Mm-hmm. The mug was right. She was perched. Um, now, you know, you were, you, you were known for your boobies, honey. Did you, did you think you would ever be the one to put the breastplates back on the map again? Um, <laughs> 
You know what? My family are all women with big bums and big boobs. So, you know what? The bigger the boobs, the bigger the bum, the smaller the waist. It's ah, all got to it. do with math- mathematics it. or something. Yes. So, you know, I, I love big boobs. I love them. <laughs> same. So, same. You know. I love them. I don't have a booby bit, though, them. so I need to get me one. I don't either. No. I I need to get them. I've got I've got two. I've got I've got a dancing pair and a lay down pair. The lay down oh. pair are a lot. Oh, a lot the heavier. lay down pair is that for is that for the gentleman callers? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> no, it's, no, it's a different type of movie. Four ninety nine. Subscribe, subscribe to oh Maxi Shields God. OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Snatch game, darling. You did Magda Zubansky. Magda Zubansky, who is a comedy icon in Australia. Yes. And I'm just hoping the Americans Google her. I know it's tough for a lot of you, but. Well, I'm going to Google her. Yeah. So she plays this character, um, Lynn Pothelthwaite, is who I actually got. And um, there's a few, there was a few famous lines that, you know, ended up on the cutting room floor. But. yeah, it was, my critique was I was Magda Zabansky and, you know, I didn't stray for her character. I did an impersonation. Um, I take that as a positive. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, really, yeah. I love her. I love her and, you know, she messaged me afterwards and I grew up with her comedy and she's just absolutely hilarious and, yeah. Oh, that's so cool was, that she messaged you. Too. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It was it was like straight into the deep end, honey. Like they're like jump off this like uh, Olympics pool diving board into the deep end. <laughs> and we want to see how many backflips and how much you can make us laugh on the way down. Yes, on the way down, yeah, honey. Yeah. Yes. It was and straight up. Most the of us most of us didn't have eyebrows, so we all were like, you know, raising these foreheads, going, "Oh my god, what the <laughs> fuck is going on?" <laughs> and it was and it was like um Oh, it's Snatch Game. So it wasn't like, you know, next is Snatch Game. It's like next in a couple of hours is Snatch Game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I thought you guys did an amazing job. I mean, I didn't think you guys as as much of an amazing job that y'all thought you did on that Baby, day. Baby, <laughs> y'all thought y'all had played, honey. <laughs> Baby. Because they were all laughing. They were all laughing. Ah. Uh. <laughs> at you. They were laughing at you, not with you. <laughs> no, I, You're gonna have to Google it now, goddammit. Yeah. I, I actually I actually thought you guys uh snatch game was was fun and entertaining. Um and then again, like when you guys we all guys like, oh that was the best in the whole franchise. And then they were like, No, it wasn't. And then you, that was also entertaining. So it was an all-around good episode, Maxie. <laughs> That, yeah. that happens so many times. Like the, you know, I'm going to say <clears throat> the singing challenge. <clears throat> oh. um, and then we'd come back and Karen and I were like, that was great. That was great. It was like, you fall with shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about the girl group challenge. Yes. Yes. So. Wow. You, um, you were a, a sing. You sang. <laughs> no, I did not. Vanilla, I did not sing. I will say that. I did not sing. I couldn't even clap in tune. That's how. <laughs> Baby. Oh, you I tried, though. No rhythm. I, 
<laughs> no the rhythm. rhythm. Oh, I like there was, and you know when you look across at Michelle and she's got that like, oh that Jesus Christ look. face. Yeah, like you know that oh she's she's searching for something good to say. No. How she's how, gonna put How this. are we gonna make this? How she's gonna break the news to you? <laughs> Wait, is this, were you being, were you real for real real like <laughs> struggling with that or was that like an act? Yes. Well, no, I, you know what? I can sing it a karaoke thing, but, you know, to write, I, I didn't make it, but I was like, if I could write fucking music, I'd be on Australian Idol. I'm like, this isn't, like, I can't do this. I can make a cake. I can make a cake. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was, it, it, that was very much a struggle. Very, very much a struggle. But, you know. Of course, I sound great. You can download the uh, song off iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> but Electra, Electra was your leader, uh-huh. and um, she was amazing. Felt, yeah, that's what I felt. I felt like, as an outsider looking in, I felt like she did an amazing job of being able to teach you and help you feel comfortable um, yeah. in, in, in the challenge. And I think that. That's aces in my book. Like I really yeah. did enjoy you guys' connection and aesthetic. Yeah, um, and it was really hard to hear the critique uh, to Electra because you know Karen and I aren't. You know, we're not Janet Jackson dancers. You know, we 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 can we can dance in a in a drag troupe that we do in Australia quite a lot. But um, Electra was incredible. She was fabulous. You know, yeah. are you okay with this? You know, we can do this. We can do that. Um, yeah, so to hear those critiques was a little disheartening. Hard, um, yeah. yeah, because it was like she was she really did a great. Her job. heart was in the right place. I, I felt like uh, Manila brought up the good point because we both were in the same way. We're like the judges didn't get to see that part of the that, journey, the challenge, the, the journey. Yeah. They only saw the product and the result, and so it was like we were connected and invested because we saw how you got there and they didn't. And so I think that would have made a world of difference if they had, because I felt like Electra did an amazing job as well. And I thought that you guys' yeah. connection was really strong. So yeah, it's unfortunate and, that she got those horrible critiques. Yeah. And it was like, it, you were the Beyonce and I was like, well, no. you know what? Us three dogs up the back, we can't split. <laughs> And we, and we knew that they were going to split in the other challenge. So we're like, yeah, split, bitch. If you're going to do it, I can't do it. If I get down on the ground, you're going to have to help me up. So yeah, and then hard. make it a bit. And make it a bit, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I was like. I was like, well, what is she supposed to do? She's on the biggest stage in the world to showcase her talent. Is she supposed to not do that? Like, yeah. it's her moment. Like, it's very strange, so isn't it? It yeah. was strange. They pick and choose what they want to praise and yeah. how they want to yeah. <laughs> You know we know, girl. We know. We know. <laughs> We're not spilling any tea. <laughs> no. Put a lid no. on that. <laughs> but I do, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I hope everyone did see that uh, Electra did a great job and is a great, great drag queen as well. She's yeah. really fabulous. Uh, you know, she was suspect at the start, but you know, oh, she's got. Oh that. no, no, and it's uh, that's and it's, and it's great, and that's why we love Electroshock on the show. It's because like she really does make people like grit their teeth and be like, "What the fuck is she gonna do up next?" And that tension creates that conflict that we need in a competition, which he you know keeps that yeah. fight going in everyone. And you know, we love some drama in the workroom, so bring it on, Electroshock. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> 
Because oh, I, I didn't do it. I didn't bring it. So, yes, I'm happy for her to bring the drama. Mm. Was there any drama that wasn't aired that you might have, that you were kind of thinking like, ooh, maybe this is going to make the cut? Um, no, because I was concentrating so hard that, you know, everyone else was like, blah, 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 jokes. And Anita and I were like, like the sewing challenge. Like, just, just, just do the hymns. Just do the hymns. Just do the hymns. Um. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't think there was, there was, yeah, it's all on camera. Most of it made it onto the mm, show. Mm, mm. So, Miss so Congeniality, maybe Miss Congeniality on the in the in the in the works, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. just with my face like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, what did you most enjoy about seeing yourself on TV? Mm-hmm. Um, I did go in hoping that I would represent sort of the older plus size old old chooks. Um, okay. And I think I came across quite well yeah. uh, in that. Um, as well as, you know, when you do it for so long, I um I try to I try to make sure that the younger girls like I I'm quite caring. And that sounds stupid, doesn't it? But you know what? Um I'm a bitch as well. If you if your lace is fucking dirty, then I'll tell you. But um <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm happy that my heart and my caring side came through. Yeah. Um because you know, I, I if I see someone that may not be polished but is is absolutely fabulous, I like to give them a go, and, yeah. and as we say, kick that dog a bone. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm glad that that sort of side of me was shown on to the TV. Well, I have to say, for me personally, I have been saying uh, all along that I feel like you're just a bubble of joy and positivity and. Um, just a sweetheart and like it radiates through the television and transcends throughout. Like I, I mm-hmm. it, it was a joy to watch you. Yes. Um, oh, thank you. And turn it. And turn it. I mean, and turn it. <laughs> and because and you're funny. You're absolutely hilarious. There were <laughs> hilarious. there were times when I would be getting like Rebel Wilson vibes from you in some of the challenges. <laughs> and I, that was just making me so excited. Like watching you dance was like watching Rebel Wilson in um the Cats movie. <laughs> <laughs> she got paid. I'm happy for that. It's okay. I'll, 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 I'll do cats the sequel. Yes, please. And you can eat, et cetera, et cetera, dressed up like a cockroach. <laughs> My dog jumps on cockroaches, so it's fine. Okay, yeah. So et cetera, et cetera. Stay, uh, st- stay away from Maxi Shields' house. <laughs> Let's talk about your outfits. Oh, wait, what were you saying? Yeah. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Uh, I, as well as I, I like, I you know what? I'm not a teeny bopper. I'm not a, a young kid. So all the characters that I played on the runway, I tried to, you know, a bit more of a mature lady, but a mature lady that's up to go to the party. Yes. Right? My bogan yeah. prom yes. was that lady that, you know, she missed out on her prom or we call it a formal. Sure <laughs> and she's the first person to say, don't worry, I'll take the kids. I'll bring the edibles. Um, <laughs> but in Australia... In, <laughs> Instead of edibles, we would bring like the Bacardi breezes. Oh, you know? Don't worry, girls, I we'll bring the Bacardi breezes. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love and it. we all know that mother, and that's the 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 one I try to portray. So, 
Yes. Crazy. I think you did a great job at it. But let's get into these outfits now, girl. Because you had some amazing looks from the promo. The when you walked in with yeah. them titties out. Um mm. to that sh- they want, that honey. jumbo shrimp look you did. Oh girl. <laughs> <laughs> I've never wanted a shrimp cocktail so bad. A giant prawn, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it was. Uh, I worked with uh, three designers: uh, Kirsten Damned, mm. um, and Dallas Delaforce, and Shane Dunn. So unfortunately, Shane Dunn's one was the last one, so I didn't make that. But we might see that maybe on All Stars International. Ooh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> or live but, yeah, at a show so, near you. Yes. Mm. Well, it takes. Uh, maybe I got too fat for that one. I don't know. We'll see. Damn. Um, COVID hits, God damn it! No, not and a lot of snacks. Snacks are now delivered to your door, so it's crazy. Um, (laughs) I tried to, you know what? When you get the list, you know when you get the list, you think, hold on, am I going to go literal, or am I going to take a a bit of a a a spin on it, or you know, are they going to judge me for the spin, or they're going to judge me for the literal? So a couple of times I tried to go for literal. And a couple of times I tried to go for, you know, a maxi spin on it as well as the Aussie spin. I tried to do something yeah. that um, I, I would hope that the world had to Google. So yeah. something like um, Picnic and Hanging Rock, that was my sort of Victorian sort of, which is an iconic film in Australia. Um, and it's sort of about, you know, schoolgirls that get lost in the bush and go crazy. Um, and it wasn't quite sure whether or not it was real or not. So it was this mm-hmm. kind of iconic mm-hmm. film. So I tried to sort of, when we were designing the outfits, do that as well. So, you know, hold on, is this going to make people ask questions and, you know, look at our culture as well? Because, you know, it was the down under version. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. In the first first season, out the gate. So you got to represent, babe. Um, Absolutely. Do you have a favorite look that you presented on the runway? See, I do love my my family resemblance looks. It was, you know, it's inspired by Beth Ditto. And mm-hmm. you know what? I, yesterday I was like, Beth Ditto is from the UK. No, she's American. I do understand she's American. <laughs> I was listening to her concert in Liverpool, like while I was getting ready yesterday. And everyone's, my fact checkers told me that. So <laughs> I'm glad that that came through. <laughs> um, but Beth Ditto is this incredible performer. She used to be the lead singer of The Gossip. Mm-hmm. And she's plus size, you know, she's body positive. Um, she's done covers nude and she's a, uh, she's married to a, a fabulous, I think, a model uh, wife. Um, yeah, she's this amazing woman. So I think I loved my family resemblance, although we would, a lot of people think I look like an avocado and a marshmallow, so, which I like as well. <laughs> hey, both of those are delicious, so there you go. Yeah, I'm eating in saying- which way. Food references is okay. I'm, 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 I take that as a positive. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, well, well, before we um, let you go, I just want to um, reiterate how absolutely stunning you were, how well represented uh, you were. You, you, I feel like it was total success. You did what you came to do. And um, it was clear that you are an absolute sweetheart, a professional, a beauty, a sex siren, all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, model, sir. Put it on a platter, honey. Put it on a platter. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies. It's been amazing to talk to you. Um, as I said from the start, you all understand. Mm-hmm. We get it. Yeah, we, do- we, we get totally it, get it. And that's why we 100. loved watching you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Thank you so thank much, Maxi, for joining us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Take care, my dear. Bye, darling. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to The Chop. Make sure you subscribe to our show and you can rate and review us on your podcast app. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, you can send us an email. We might read it on the show next week. Just email us, hit us up. We want to hear from you at Latrice and Manila at gmail.com. And please follow us at Latrice Royale and at Manila Luzon. And Maxi, where can we follow you? At Maxi Shield on Instagram. Whack! Whack. And we'll see you next week to find out who or what gets the chop. Forever. To listen to The Chop ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. The Chop is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Latrice Royale and Manila Luzon. Produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Big Dipper, Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is The Chop by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale.